Hello, and welcome back to the Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your host and dungeon master for another thrilling D&D adventure. Uh, we're going to have some combat today. I know you're all very excited for that. Um, this episode very may... Let me try that again. May very well only be combat, depending we'll on what you guys do. <laughs> in... in... <laughs> Yeah, In fact, before you guys introduce yourselves, roll for initiative. Um, yeah, so joining me here today we have... Daniel playing Ched Fleek, who rolled a five on initiative. Oh shit, we, are we doing this? <laughs> Get your dice! I'm playing Desmond, and I got a 17 on initiative. Well, I'm Zach, and I play Falrock, and I have a 23 on initiative. I'm Matt, and I play Leyland, and I have a 21 on initiative. I'm Waffle, and I play Tarjux, and I also rolled a five for a total of seven. <laughs> Excellent. Um, before <laughs> we get into the recap, um, we actually have not one, not three, but two fan letters. Oh, shit. Oh. Hey, wait, I, I wait, like wait, to, wait. Like you promised the us margins. combat. We'll get to the combat. Don't you worry about it. All right. <laughs> Uh, the first one is from Bernadette, who says... I cast lightning on them. Don't no, be rude. No, that'd don't, be no, very, That'd be very unfortunate. She'd sue you. Yes, she would. <laughs> also, that would be very sad if you did lethal damage to Bernadette. I would, I would cry. The letter reads, Hello, I recently read an interesting thread on Twitter about the historical relationship between... The Earth and the Moon. It made me wonder what the world and the or I'm sorry, whether the world and the podcast has a moon. If so, are there ancient bits of each other and both, as is the case with the Earth and the Moon? I've been enjoying the show immensely. Keep up the good work. I, I know. Cast lightning well, on the viewers. There's not one, but there's two moons. Yeah, somebody. Well, so here's attention. the thing: is that because the world was an egg, I don't think the whole thing where like oh the moon broke off from the earth and became <laughs> yeah. the moon can be a thing because that, that doesn't work for an egg. So I'm guessing <laughs> that... Dude, observation. The, this is the, the Tarjux... Well, Tarjux believes in the hollow moon, but... Um, <laughs> he... Uh, it's also the working theory of, like, the moon is an outsider. It is a being from... My guess would be another plane because where else are you going to find moons except, like, Maybe the elemental plane of moons. Maybe it's another egg. Fuck. Maybe it's like it's 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 laid by a species that has some kind of symbiotic relationship with the species the hatchling is. I just yeah. assumed they lay their eggs nearby because safety in numbers or a heat you know, signature from the bigger egg. Uh, Man, nature is fascinating. <laughs> We're all just part of the same and never-ending cycle, man. It's especially fa fascinating when you just make it up as you go along. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the most fascinating kind of nature. So, Did Bernadette, you know dragons can't throw up? <laughs> to answer your question a little more in depth, um, I think this was discussed way, way, way back. Uh, there are, in fact... Uh, two moons on this world, one of which is called the Blinking Eye and uh, is very similar to the moon here on Earth where it has a regular 
um, like cycle of phases and orbit, etc. Uh, the other is called the wandering eye and always appears at full, but is rarely ever seen in the same place in the sky twice and will occasionally just disappear entirely. Uh, whether or not there are ancient bits of each other in both, um, as is the case with the Earth and uh, the real moon, uh, remains to be seen. Scientists on the planet have yet to mount any moon-based expeditions uh, to investigate that. Just a like... couple of lawn chairs and some hot air balloons. Well, we could do that. I mean, like once we, once <laughs> we get think... teleport magic. Uh, I was about to say, I don't think the Teleferous is going to leave. Well, no, obviously not. But like we get a teleport spell, we teleport up there, and then... Desmond casts water breathing on us, and we just have fistfuls <laughs> of water on our heads. <laughs> it's so much lighter than actual compressed air, right? Yeah, compressed water. <laughs> yeah, well, because you don't need to. You don't need to cycle it. You just wear a fishbowl. Yeah, it's, it's magic, fine. right? It's fine. Yeah, it's magic. Um, so <laughs> it's water hope... breathing, not oxygen dissolved in water breathing. All you need is H two O. Yeah, I hope that I was a satisfactory answer to your question Bernadette. i want to go to the moon now um please uh write in again if you have any others always happy to hear from uh listeners and our second letter is from kelly who writes i think kelly has written into us before um so. hello alchemist club i had recently listened to an episode in which the party visits the vault of the gods when you left there was a discussion of cloaking Teleferous and Cloud. Obviously, as you all discussed, that was unlikely to be especially effective with the gods, but it had me wondering, are there even clouds out over the void? I know about the anchor cloud, of course, but there are clouds are there clouds high over the void if there's no landmass below to aid in the water cycle? This leads me to also wonder about whether over the void in general, is there a risk of flying into a storm? And how on earth would you keep Terrajux from doing that on purpose? Thanks, guys. <laughs> Kelly. Man, what's with all these science questions? Um... Like well, the last yeah, is really. Why are easy. our listeners so smart? <laughs> <laughs> the last part of that question is very, very easy. Um, we keep him occupied by just random things that are otherwise interesting. Um, he's easily distractible. Failing that, just like basic rope, belt of giant that, strength. That that too that I helps a lot. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, just like, like jumps and just no. It's just give him a task. You're like, hey, the uh, Teleferous is running out of windshield fluid. And he's like, well, <laughs> I'll go see if they had some in the shed. You just hang him from a particularly high coat rack. <laughs> by the scruff of it his neck. It doesn't work because he's taller than the rest of us. It's well, a custom-made yeah. coat rack. <laughs> it's specifically, specifically for to like party members. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, the bottom is telescopic and it's it's spring loaded, so <laughs> you just press a button, and it goes shoop, up to full height. To answer your actual questions, um, there are clouds out over the void. Um, there is actually periodically, as uh, happened once long ago, uh, storms will kind of sweep up out of the anchor. Um, and there are several bodies of water across the planet that just sort of, like, the Eversea are kind of perpetually spring-fed 
uh, by divine magic and they kind of pour over the side into the anchor. So uh, from time to time, the water vapor that is generated from that process will coalesce into clouds and uh, indeed even storms out over the void. Really, the party is quite fortunate that they didn't run into one. Wait, wait, wait. I have a question. Yes. How could it be called the void if there's stuff in it? Uh, because there isn't the stuff land. that was there before in it, namely Humans planetary matter. <laughs> also right. that. It's just, it's just not a true void. Nothing is a true void, Christopher. Not yet. Nope, just this definition of a void. Yes. Um, as I was saying, yes, there are storms that occur out over the anchor, if you want to be persnickety, Christopher. Um <laughs> And they tend to be much, much stronger directly out over the anchor than they are if they have a couple of uh, a couple miles of land to attenuate over. So it's a good thing the party managed to uh, not run into any of those while they were yeah. out doing their flying. It's the same kind of principle as ocean waves. Like, if you have a mangrove well, forest in between that and the beach, the beach isn't going to get hit as hard. Wasn't that an anchor storm that, I mean, granted, this was over land, but the one that yes, Tarjux it almost killed Tarjux? Yes. yes. I mean, it came from the void, right? Yep. All wind comes from the void. So. Or from Desmond's backside. Thank you. Even even that. Wonderful. Originated in the yeah. void. Definitely, definitely lucky we didn't encounter one of those. It was bad enough. On land, just stay on the bridge. You'll encounter yeah. it eventually. It'd be fun. I have dominion over wind. Dominion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so hopefully that answers your questions, and thank you for writing in. We hope to hear from you again soon. Okay. Now, who wants to do the recap? We fought. Yeah, well, there's no, a we, skeleton. We haven't thing, fought yet. Like, <laughs> bleed, bleed, bleed. We prepared for fight. All right, skeleton, time bleed. to kick your ass. We're in the we're... vault. Uh, Lordy's like, "Hey, I need the things," and we're like, "Okay, we're a team of adventurers that are looking for a dungeon suitable to our level." And so we passed a couple floors of weird art stuff, and we saw her homework folder, and uh, now we are down on the level where things get a little weird and there's a skeleton and he's all like floating menacingly in the void. Like, Oh, look at all my arms. And we're like, fuck believe, your arms. I believe the word was skeletal abomination. That's yeah. That is the exact <laughs> phrase I used. Yes. Otherwise known as uh, a scubination. The, the further down we've gone, there's been more like cracks where uh, more spaghetti yeah, has been leaking through and had a cup we had to make a couple timely jumps except for desmond who managed to avoid all of that but excellent so to set the scene you have descended a most mostly staircase that leads you to a small uh, irregular platform at the end that at one point in the past used to be the floor of a room in a series of vaults beneath the casino. Now it opens out onto a large sort of empty space that is periodically interspersed with floating chunks of stone and benches and bone. Um, 
There isn't a whole lot of solid ground on this floor, and occasionally you'll see chunks of this uh, sort of terra firma flicker and either fade out of existence or change composition, catch fire. There's a lot of weird stuff going on with space here. Hmm. Um, as I mentioned last time, you suspect this is probably sort of where Laurie does her skeletal research and um, creation, as there were many, many, many partially assembled skeletons down here um, on, again, these various benches. And, like, there's a lot of equipment that's floating around, like lab benches and uh, tables and uh, bits of tools and that sort of thing. And when you entered, all of the various bones that were kind of floating around the exterior started to assemble into... Uh, one large monstrous form, which, after uh, they all come together, looks remarkably like a bone version of the monster from Carrion. Oh, a friend! Yeah, that's the one. I don't think I would call that a friend, at least not a friend of ours. Nah, he's... Okay, Carrion, which of the three sizes? <laughs> it is large. Okay. And is it the the fun. dragon, the skeleton dragon I killed by myself all those years ago? No. Uh, so this this bony creature has like a sort of core nucleus, and a lot of uh, they're not really tendrils because there isn't any flesh, but let's say bone chains that. Uh, extend from this core and serve as appendages that it can use to anchor itself to various floating chunks, move about, and is perhaps even like inflict damage color, upon or... the party. Hmm. Is it like a giant flashing red core? Like, no. Or is it... There, you, there are no obvious weak spots. <laughs> I know that's important to you. I just wanted to know if this was a Zelda creature or if it was. No, this is this is a Joe <laughs> creation. Okay. You're welcome. No obvious weaknesses is fine. Uh, yeah, so this terrible monstrosity assembles and begins undulating towards you in hostile fashion. Falrock, Falrock you are at the top of the order. Okay. Uh, well, what's the closest stable plot of ground that I can reach. There's one about 15 feet away from you. Okay, that's a leap. Um, there are several, like, this is, they're not all interspersed along the same plane. This is a three-dimensional space. So oh, there, are, there are closer, or there are ones closer to your platform that are not on the same level as the bone creature. Okay. Now, Either above or below. Were these pieces, though, the things that were also shifting and, like, catching on fire and uh, all the other a stuff? A lot of the sort of platforms and ground space, yes, is undergoing spatial shifts. Hmm. That's going to come yeah. up. You don't say. Don't say. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, Distance is relative. 
Well, how far away from us is it? Uh, the bone creature is approximately 30 feet away from you. Okay. How big is um, the platform we're all standing on? Exactly large enough to contain five adventurers. Uh, <laughs> 20 feet by 20 feet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so we're not all sandwiched together by a bunch of uh, bony noodles. Uh, I'm going to try to reach uh, really just the closest place that'll hold me. Because I'm, I'm going to hit it with my sunbolts, but I want to make sure that I'm out of everybody else's way so we're not getting AOE'd. That seems reasonable, yes. Um, uh, so there's there's one that's like just under 10 feet away, but 10 feet or so down. Oh. Okay. Um, well, yeah. I'll give that a shot then. <laughs> uh, acrobatics? That's fine. Uh, that is going to be a 14. Yeah, that's fine. And okay, I'll, cool. just for our listeners, um, the only distinction here between an athletics check to jump and an acrobatics check to jump is whether or not you do a backflip on the way. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm going to use my two radiant sunbolts and I'm going to keep it as uh, radiant damage instead of fire. Uh, well, one of those is a one. Uh, and the other one is a 25. Uh, the 25 will hit. The one, obviously, is uh, is not going to and may have some dire consequences. Okay. Let's find out together. <laughs> uh, it hits a particularly smooth and polished chunk of bone and reflects off, but fortuitously does not hit any of your party members. Okay. Uh, the other one will do nine radiant damage. Nine radiant damage. Got it. You sear a small chunk of uh, Bony Jones, but okay. it's it's difficult to make a distinction. Like there aren't any obvious morphological traits to aim for here. Right. I, I hit it. What did it do? Nobody knows. Hopefully, it hurt. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely like carbon scoring. You did something to it. Okay. Good enough for me. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, Leolin? Okay, so you said there's like kind of... I know it's not a weak point, but you said there's like a nucleus like in the in the center of it where there's a bit more yeah. of a... Uh... So there's... Imagine a, a bone sphere kind of that's almost 15 feet across and emanating from this central bone sphere are half a dozen bony appendages. Okay. Well, I'm going to get out my heavy crossbow and aim at that, and I'm going to cast Flame Arrow it's on my cross my uh, crossbow bolt quiver. So I'm going to draw one and take a shot at it, at that center area with the Flaming Arrow. So delicious. That is total of 18. 18 will hit. All right. So need to do. Uh, that is. Geez, it's been a while since I've done this. 11 damage from the crossbow and then another three fire damage. 
Yeah, so you uh, loose an arrow directly into the, the bone nucleus. And uh, chunks of bone fly out. Because th- this is the big one, right? This is the big crossbow? Yes. Okay, yeah. So big chunks of bone fly out. And again, uh, the fire damage does appear to have an additional effect. Some of the bones char and sear. Um, yes, that's what happens. And then I can use my bonus action to move, right? You can, I mean, you can move on your turn. You have 30 feet of movement. Does that include like jumping if I want to get on a platform as well? Uh, yeah, I'll say so for purposes of this combat. Otherwise it would just be tedious. Okay. Is there any to like my left or my right? Like I don't necessarily need to get closer since everything I'm doing is ranged. So is there any, like, I know Fall Rock kind of went forward and down. Is there anything Uh, adjacent? There are a couple that are uh, about 10 feet out, um, sort of towards the exterior of this sphere of distorted space. Well, then I will try to jump onto one of those then. Excellent. That's a total of 15. Yeah, you're fine. Okay. And that's it. Okay. Uh, That brings us to the bone creature's turn. And it is going to move very, very quickly, disturbingly fast, towards where the remaining party members are. (laughs) Glad I decided to do that. Uh, Sort of lashing out these uh, long appendages and sinking them into various chunks and using them to pull itself along. Mm. And uh, when it is within 10 feet, three of these bony appendages, and it's it's currently suspended by three of its appendages from chunks that are kind of up above the plane of the doorway. Um Three of them lash out, one at each of the remaining party members in the door. So that would be Chad, Desmond, and Terrajax. Hello. Oh, no. Get your bony hands off me. Everybody has 14 temporary hit points. I was about to say, you gave an inspirational speech, right? Every morning. It comes with (laughs) breakfast. I sat each of you down, and we all went around the table, and we said two things we like about each person. (laughs) <laughs> and we all did a team bonding exercise and everyone hated it. But you come out the other side begrudgingly feeling like you work better as a cohesive whole. I lied the entire time. but nobody Yeah. Knew. And it was training. I was training you to lie. Okay. What are your armor classes? 12. <laughs> 14. God. 16. Okay. <laughs> I feel like really armored right now. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> Okay, one moment. I'm wearing jeans and a vest. Like, (laughs) right? (laughs) Ched, you'll take five points of damage. The chain shirt. Uh, Desmond, you'll take ten. Oh, so I still have four temporary hit points. Terrajax, you'll take eight. Alright. And then I need all of you to make strength saving throws. Strength? I'm really good at strength. Strength? (laughs) Well... Strength? Oh. <laughs> Why? Seven. Seven. 
Oh, nat 20. Wow. Okay. Ched, after cool. being bludgeoned by this <laughs> terrible monster, you manage to you squawk and fly backwards. <laughs> I, I feel better than ever. Um, Beat my chest. But Desmond and Terrajux, uh, you are kind of like your clothes are caught on the on the bones protruding from this, and you are, as per usual, I'm now noticing with my monsters being reeled in towards the central core. <laughs> I'm, am I grappled? Uh, you're you're kind of like stuck on the arm. Am I restrained then? No. So I can. What are the mechanical effects of being entangled? Why can't I move? <laughs> the mechanical effects are that you'll have to, like, make some kind of check to wriggle loose. That's why I'm asking: is is this a grapple? Because then I'll just tempest magic. But or is it just like, can he expend an action to unhook the bone? Yeah, if you want to take if you want to take time to just like manually extricate yourself that's also fine as we've we've talked before briefly about whether or not tempest magic works out of grapples or not and i don't know that we ever came to a concrete conclusion i can wait till my turn but yes um i was just curious if it was grappled technically no all right uh so that brings us to desmond okay uh i'm going to, because I'm on like a weird tendril thing, right? And it's pulling me in. Yeah. I'm going to bite the tendril with my teeth and cast Cure Wounds through my teeth to send positive energy into the tendril <laughs> at a third level. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh my god. <laughs> no, no, I'm here for it. Like, Strange flex. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. This is, this is the dominance move right here. <laughs> Such a dominance move. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead and roll that. Eight, 18, 20. Yeah, 21 positive energy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's take an outside perspective on this. <laughs> Desmond Desmond's clothes are all hooked up in bones here. You see him kind of turn his head and bite down on the nearest like bone he can reach. It, it's <laughs> touch. It's touch. It didn't say what I had to touch it with. <laughs> you see a glow of wholesome radiant energy spread out of his teeth and uh, sort of dissolve the bone beneath him and uh, he is loosed the very like the tip of the the bony tentacle just kind of drops off with Desmond on it yep um, but yeah that that definitely that worked and now you are falling okay is that is there something Wait, below he's him not, or he's not over the platform still no, no he pulled me off of it he's been reeled uh you can make a dexterity save to try and catch the platform that falrock is currently standing on if you wish okay or 
can I just float toward the center? If, can I? Is he? Are you falling or are you just adrift? Yeah, how's gravity working in here? Uh, that's a very good question. Um, <laughs> the minute you are not like on a surface or moving in relation to a surface <clears throat> on which you had previously been standing, yeah. it's kind of like you are underwater. Okay, so I would like to use my um, my uh, decanter of endless water uh-huh. and use it to force myself toward the the center. Absolutely. At, the idea of Desmond <laughs> with a water jetpack is just chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah. So you yep. you I'll uncork the decanter and set it to go and. <laughs> the force of it propels you towards the the nucleus of the bone creature, and you're still on kind of a downward arc, but you can you can kind of adjust I, for that. Yeah, I can adjust. It, that would be fine. But I just want to go toward the center and bite it. Uh, I think that's enough action for for one turn. <laughs> so what? I mean, what kind of effect did it have? It looked like the bones that were that were bitten. And the surrounding area sort of were uh, kind of sublimed away by the healing spell. Okay. It just turned it into a regular arm. <laughs> now, it's all, now it's all beefy and muscly. <laughs> no. So did you use cure wounds? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've got those too. Excellent. Um, so... Then uh, after after Desmond's go, um, the the skeletal creature uh, seems to like the core suddenly becomes very pointy, like it extrudes a bunch of sharp bones oh. on the exterior, and it starts to kind of swing back and forth, like it's going to sort of launch itself at the platform where Tara Jackson and Chad are still standing. I thought I got reeled in. Well, yeah, you are. Kind of in between it and the platform. Right, okay. Mm, don't like this. But it is your turn. Oh. Alright, so... Now now that we're here... Um, so, whenever I cast a spell, I can move 10 feet for free. I don't take opportunity attacks. It's not based on my speed. If I cast a spell, do I extricate myself from the... Uh, grasp here using my immense ability to be free upon the wind or yeah that's fine okay cool just want to double check uh in that case are there any neato uh like tables of potions near me or like delicate looking lab equipment or anything preferably within 10 feet yes okay so what I'm going to do, I'm going to cast Gust of Wind because it's a hilarious spell, even if it's bad. And I'm going to move 10 feet beforehand using Tempest Magic. Uh-huh. So I, I <laughs> this wind swirls up around me in a cocoon and I just pop out of the coiled bones like a cork. And then somersault to a finish and then I table flip using a giant uh, focused vortex. And I throw lab equipment and bubbling potions and hopefully some cool acids and i just all of it directly at this uh 
abomination. Neat. Uh, I will note that the alchemy lab was like two floors up. Sure, but whatever's on the table. I'm, I'm hoping for something explosive, but I'll take what I can get. Okay, uh, go ahead and make an attack roll, like a spell okay. attack. Uh, that is a total of 18 to hit. 19. That will do. Uh, go ahead and roll, let's say, 2d12 for damage. Very nice. Uh, 13. Excellent. Yeah, so you launch a bunch of lab stuff at the at the core of the abomination and and then it is in the wind column so it also has to make a strength save or be pushed uh backwards it very much succeeds okay (laughs) just checking um yeah and it you can hear snapping and uh bone shattering sounds from behind the debris that you're launching at it okay and if it tries to draw closer, it'll have to spend two feet of movement for every one foot it gets closer in the wind. Because okay, I don't want it near me. Ever. That's yep, fair. <laughs> uh, Ched, it is your turn. So describe again the some of the surrounding makeup of this room. Like, am I still on the platform after that attack? Yes. Okay. And it, it still seems like it's winding up to attack now just me on the platform? Absolutely. Okay. Um <laughs> uh, well, maybe I can take some of this. First of all, um I'm gonna drop down ha- we've never had the situation where uh, party members are receiving um temporary hit points from two different sources. It's Do always, they refresh? They, they don't Do they stack. stack? So it's always okay. just whatever gives you more. Whatever the higher amount is. Okay. So I would hold off on totem time until yeah. we're all kind of hurting. Um, unless I wanted to just throw down the wolf right now, but I think I'm going to wait for the bear. Um, although the bear will give everybody advantage on strength checks and saves, which sounds like it could be helpful after this last... <laughs> Attack. I yeah, I think it's primary form CC is gonna be strength related checks, but that's entirely up to you. It's a bit metagaming. Yeah. Um well if it's still gonna attack me, I don't wanna draw it to anybody else because this is a small room, right? It I don't know that you could really regularly apply the words large or small to what is currently happening in this space. Okay. <laughs> um well, then, I mean, I guess I'll cast Stone Skin on myself uh, so that I have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to be taking a big hit, I might as well, you know, shore up the defenses. Um, so I'll, I'll hold off on the totem, cast Stone Skin on myself, Um and then brace for an attack. I mean, okay, that seems reasonable. <laughs> hold, hold, hold my hands out. Stop. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. If you are all finished there, that brings us around to Fall Rock. All right. Well, um, nobody falling to the end of the abyss for me to catch, thanks to uh, the flood 
Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just gonna hit it with some more sunbolts. I'm out of its line of fire, so. Uh, that is a 13 and a 14. Uh, neither of those are going to hit. Okay, that's fine. It's it's um, difficult to hit it when it's kind of doing the swing back and forth thing. Yeah, presumably so. Okay, um, yeah. Feeling pretty good then. Okay. Somebody needs help. Yell. <clears throat> Leyland, it is your turn. Okay. Um. Uh, how many appendages does it currently have, like, looking like it's going to menace Chet with? Um, it has three appendages currently suspending it from chunks of floating whatever. And the other three, now that they are devoid of party members, are sort of being curled up along the inside of the nucleus. Okay. Well, I'm going to put my heavy crossbow away and pull out one of my hand crossbows and an exploding arrow that I got in Hopsinopolis and aim at the appendages that are holding it to the ground. Okay. Um, You'll probably only be able to target one. Okay, that's fine. Um, whatever one's in the center, then. So okay. A total of twenty-six. That will hit. Yes. Okay, so it Oof. needs to make a dexterity sa- saving throw. Uh, fifteen. DC. It succeeds. Well, that's dumb. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it takes... Go back and check the math. Check it again. <laughs> uh, so since the arrow explodes on hit, does it do the regular damage as well? Yes. Or Okay, it still does that. Gotcha. Um, and then I don't think... It doesn't say if it takes half damage or not, though. No. Yeah, wait, if the arrow lands and explodes on it, does it get the save, or do creatures around it get the save? Yeah, I feel like the the save is probably for adjacent. Yeah. Uh, all creatures within 10 feet. But the thing getting hit is also one of those creatures. Right? Yeah, but it succeeded on the save. Oh, okay, sorry, I missed that. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, a total of 11 damage. Okay. On just the the arrow, so. Neat. Uh, yeah, so there's an explosion. It kind of, <clears throat> um, it doesn't, it doesn't really seem to affect the the anchoring tentacle at all. <clears throat> but you're you definitely do some damage. Like there's there are chunks of bone that spray off. Okay. <clears throat> And if that's all? Um, I mean, I'm kind of I'm okay with where I am right now. So That's good, because Chad's about to be very not okay with where he is. No, <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> okay. It's okay. I can, 
I can revive you from range, I think. I have plenty <laughs> of health. I got plenty, and I can have more if I want to. I'm just out of curiosity, no particular reason, how much health exactly do you have? I, so, I can't even count, it's so high. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but like, ballpark. <laughs> It's like written. Uh, I got. It's written down somewhere. I'll find it. <laughs> Typically, it's on a character sheet. But yeah, right at the top. Uh huh. Yeah. Where exactly? We'll we'll figure it out. We'll we'll fix it in post. Um, you uh, deal damage to me. I'll tell you how much I got left over. <laughs> Great. Uh, so the skeletal abomination uh, swings all the way back. Swings all the way forward. Uh, in all seriousness, though, 78, including my temporary hit points. Thank you. <laughs> um, it, all six of its tentacles curl up around the exterior, which is, again, uh, closely resembles a sea urchin at this point. Oh. Um, and it just launches itself directly at you. Oh, dear God. No. That's not good. <laughs> Desmond grumbling to himself. Do you have any idea what this is going to do to your premiums? I don't. I don't pay for it. You will. <laughs> I need one of those and one of those. Okay. Wait. That's a lot of so what you get for not having any insurance? Now all of us are going to have to pay extra. I mean, <laughs> cover your butt. <laughs> I can insure myself. Maybe. There's a reason the deductible's 500 GP. That's the amount of money I need to raise you back from the dead. <laughs> you take 35 points of damage. Nothing. Although raise dead cast takes an hour, so I can't use that. And actually, you are entirely pinned underneath the spined nucleus of this bone creature. That's less cool. Like, not not into that. You are not kink shaman or anything, but I I don't want to say impaled, but it's like the worst acupuncture you have ever gotten. Oh no! And your chakras and are just jammed. And my skin is already currently punctured by hundreds of feathers. It's true. Uh, right. So Desmond, you are you. It just whipped past you. You're gonna have to course correct. Yeah, so just like a sea urchin, it's bare on the bottom, right? No, it's all very <laughs> spiny. <sighs> okay, so I'd like to course correct, and <clears throat> what I would also like to do is cast Magic Missile at the second level to like soften the landing spot, so I can break some of the some of okay. the sticks in like a five foot square, so I can land. Sure, that's cool. Go ahead and roll your damage on that. One, two, three, four. 14, 15, 18 damage, of course. Yeah, so you you definitely um, managed to just kind of blast away enough spines that you could probably land safely on this thing. Yep, so I'm, I'm aiming for that spot and, you know, prepping for next next move. <clears throat> Excellent. Uh, Terrajux, it is your turn. Hello. Um, okay, let's let's think this through because Desmond is doing a approach to go bite. I think I assume <laughs> to gnaw. 
Uh, it's Ched still grappled? He, or he's, he's just Ched is not Ched is not he's grappled pinned. so much as he is like stuck underneath. Do you yeah. want to give me some velocity? Yeah, always. Um, I am going to. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll kick up into the air here, and I'm looking for another table I can throw at this thing, and then after I throw the table, I'm going to reposition the uh, wind vector to throw Desmond. Okay. <clears throat> Definitely there are things that you can toss. I just look for something heavy. Just just something that's going to make a lasting impression. Uh, I crit on the attack roll for this one, so... Excellent. Roll your crit damage. Lovely. Um, uh, that is only 14 damage, but I've had worse. <clears throat> Excellent. And then uh, bonus action, reposition the wind gust to throw Desmond towards his target with unerring precision. Excellent. You uh, you provide boost to Desmond. Oh, we need a name for this new team up attack. Yes. <laughs> I'll I'll let you. You can discuss that in the the Discord chat while we yes. while we work here. Uh, excellent. Yeah. So another another desk kind of goes crunching through, shaves off another handful of spines, um, and. Uh, yeah, does some damage. Ched, it is your turn. You, I, Assuming... you, you don't have a whole lot of options here at the moment. No, I mean... Assuming that stone skin was factored in, that, uh... I could take another one of those, but, uh... It didn't feel very good. No. Um, it... And so... Did it seem to react to any of the damage that it's taken so far like is it does it seem to feel the damage that it's taking it hasn't given any indication that it does okay so maybe it's a totally thoughtless unfeeling being in which case i could trick it um by so describe the extent to which i am nailed to the wall There is probably about a thousand pounds of bone sort of in your general vicinity. The only reason you have not been crushed to a paste is magic and the fact that it's kind of landed on the spines. Okay, so surface area-wise, how much of me is covered by this thing? All of it. You are entirely obscured. Oh. It's like the the nucleus is fifteen feet across. Because I was thinking if it was just if it was just spines like pinning me to the wall, I could wild shape into something small and slip out. But that might just kill me then if it's covering my entire body. Yes. Okay. Okie dokie. Um. Well then, yeah, that does really limit my. That puts a damper on our relationship. Options here, because I I assume that because I'm pinned, I can't cast anything. 
I mean, you could you could get a hand on one of the spines. Like you, your hands or or talons or whatever Eric Cocker have aren't are not pinned by a spine to the ground. Okay. <clears throat> so I'll say casting is probably fine. Yeah, but then I lose stone skin and I'm taking full damage, right? That's a choice you're going to have to make. You well, I'm just assuming that, that it that it it, it it was cut in half the last attack, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I'm just gonna leave the uh, the old stone skin active. Don't cast anything else. And uh, uh... could you ready anything? Because to... I mean, I, I guess. Well, I guess you don't. There's no way you could see Desmond like being, you know, dropping down on top. Now I'm pretty sure I'm basically helpless. It's if not I a great cast... spot to be. Huh? No, <laughs> it's not. I'm caught between a rock and a hard place. Um, quite, quite fucking literally. So I'm gonna just. I'm going to just chill, I guess. This is fine. Can I can I reach anything in my backpack? Like <clears throat> uh probably you said I could move my arm. Yeah. Well, then I'll drink the one health potion that I have <laughs> and regain 2d4 plus 2. Excellent. So I'll regain 5 health points. Perfect. Not a total waste. All right, I'm done. Okay, uh, that brings us back around to Fall Rock. All right. Um, I feel like I should try and help get it off of Chad. Um, if because momentum is acting weird here, can I jump up ten feet to get back onto the original platform to hit this thing? You could certainly try. Um, I'll do that then, sure. Okay, make uh, a strength check. Or okay. athletics here. Okay. Uh, that's only a nine. So. so you you take a jump straight up to kind of test, and you do go higher than you would expect yourself to be able to, but it's not quite enough to make it the ten feet. Okay. Um, while I'm in the air, can I still blast at it, or do I have to land again? No, you can do it in the air. Okay. Uh, yeah. So anyways, I started blasting. Choo! Uh, that's an 11 and a 21. 21 will hit. That's going to be... 7 damage. Excellent. Another scored patch of bone. Okay. That's uh, that's what I got. Okay. That brings us to Leyland. Okay. Can I do like a investigation or perception or some sort of check? I'm trying to basically, I want to see if like I can see any sort of like, not nervous system, but somewhere where like if I hit it with my arrow, could perhaps release some of the... Uh, the you know get them to jolt enough to let Chet at least a little loose. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> what would it be? 
Investigation or... Yeah, Investigation. Okay. Uh, total 20. You notice that there are, like, at the very center of the, the nucleus, which I don't think I mentioned previously, um, the bones that make it up are not fixed in location. It more closely resembles, like, a, a nightmare trash disposal. Like, it's all grinding oh. bones shifting uh, in very close proximity. Um, you can see that at the very center of the nucleus, there are uh, glowing runes etched into some of the bones there. Huh. Uh, I don't know if Lael <laughs> know what to do with that. So, um, how thick? How thick is it? Like, how much? Like, if I shot something at that section of it, how much space is there between <clears throat> it and Ched? Because, I mean, I know it's, like, wide, but how, how you, much It's very there? unlikely that you would be able... That you would hit Ched with an arrow that you shot at this thing. Okay. Okay. Um, I am going to shoot another flaming heavy crossbow bolt aiming for that that rune that I noticed. Okay. Uh, go ahead. I will say that this is going to be a pretty tough shot. Well, that's a total of 30. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say 30? <laughs> I have a plus 11 to my hit. Okay. Do. Uh, roll damage. Uh, 7 plus 5 from the flame. So 7 from the arrow, 5 from the flame. Okay. Are you with, like... CGI looking precision managed to fire an arrow into this uh, whirling death trap of bone that makes up the center of this creature. Your arrow hits one of the runes and bursts into flame, kind of scoring it from uh, the surface of the bone. And uh, all of the spikes on the exterior of the monstrosity retract and it it doesn't land on Ched, it kind of bounces back and starts to tip off the side of the platform that Ched is on. 30. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bones, I want to get off your wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Okay, um... Is that all? Is that all you're doing? Yeah. Is that it? Are you just gonna <laughs> say my? I wasn't even sweating, man. I knew that was gonna happen. I mean, no, no I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of impressed with myself, actually. You know, all that, <laughs> all that training in Hopsinopolis, that paid off. So yeah, all that night stalking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got my dexterity to twenty, so <laughs> worth. Okay, uh, it is now Boney Jones' turn. Um, He's in my windy column, so he needs to make a saving throw. Strength, please. And that is pointing directly at Chad, yes? Um, I, uh, so, 
as I understand it, um, we are all sort of on roughly a horizontal plane here still, or yes, because it's in line between Desmond and myself in the direction of this monster. It rolled off of Ched. Was that towards us or away it is, from us? So if you guys are all facing the door that you came in on, which is where yes. Ched was, it is tipping backwards off of that platform. Okay. Um, well, it's in the cone, so I I don't know what to tell you, Ched. <laughs> okay. Strength uh, saving throw. What's the DC I, I guess on actually, it? technically Ched's in it too, so Ched failed his save. Ched is being obscured by... Th- a 15 foot sphere of bone okay that serves as a pretty efficient windbreak fair enough uh but yeah it gets pushed 15 feet if it fails so we'll see uh what's the dc dc is 16 okay it got a 13 be gone (laughs) all right I just I throw it fifteen feet directly through the doorway and it leaves. <laughs> <laughs> it crosses the it, threshold. It goes into another room and it forgets why it was there. It's like, did I come in here for something? Hang on, where are my glasses? Ched, the bone monstrosity is pushed back by a strong wind and kind of rocks onto you, and you take uh, eighteen, so nine points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then it passes over onto the other side, right? No, it is much larger than the doorway. Well, maybe I did some bludgeoning damage to it. <laughs> I mean, whenever, <laughs> whenever you know, equal and opposite reaction, right? So Ched pushes back. Yeah. <laughs> no, my body pushes back. Well, no, but it also hit the door frame, so maybe the door frame did some damage. Uh... <laughs> Positive framing, Ched. I thought I was off the roller coaster. <laughs> and then it gets me right back on. Uh, so what what else are you doing on your turn, Terra Jux? Uh, that's not on my turn. That's on the skeleton's turn. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's still at the start of its turn. I just wanted to make sure it spends that turn right. being windy. So it un, unlashes its various tendrils and um, sends three of them at Leolin <laughs> and sends three of them at Fara. Oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy. Okay. Uh, only one of them is going to hit Leolin and none of them hit Fara because my dice are angry with me for some reason. It's a moot point. Uh, so, Leylin, you are going to take 20 points of damage. I Ooh. My damage dice are happier with me than my uh, d20, apparently. And my in any way grappled or... You will need to make a strength saving throw, yes. Ugh, that's no fun. <laughs> that's a four. <laughs> okay, so you are you are kind of like velcroed to the to the side of the tendril tendril now. Lovely. And then it is Desmond's turn. Okay. 
So I've got two different lines of play here, and we need to make sure, because um, Terrajux and I are wanting to know if I can make myself into an ice bullet and be... Um, well, I would need to cast a stronger well. gust of wind for that, I think. Right. So would that be allowable to turn myself into a like a Gauss rifle projectile, railgun thing, or... So I I am going to full disclosure here. I'm not burning my fifth level slot on the first thing we see. So <laughs> you're gonna have to wait for the ice rail gun until a later date. <laughs> okay. Right now you need to make a strength saving throw because you are being hurtled towards this thing by a column of wind. Oh, I I choose to fail. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, I give you a 15 foot boost. Okay. Yeah, so you're you're going to get there. <laughs> Um, this turn you're going to you're going to land. Charge. Okay, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. I think is this I'd not like what you cast... wanted. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm just gonna hit it, and I'll hit it at whatever velocity I'm allowed to hit it at, as hard as I can. With what? With the uh, with the speed boost I'm getting plus the decanter. So, hang on. Head first, or like (laughs) you're not actually using any kind of weapon or spell here. You just want to paste yourself on the side of this thing, and then I'm gonna hit it with the cure wounds. Yeah, okay. Because he's more dominant. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's let's start with the damage you take, because you are going to take damage for this little maneuver. That's fine. You take as long eight as points. it's not 140 or 152, we're okay. You take eight points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then go ahead and do your max velocity cure wounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's what we're gonna call it: max velocity cure wounds. Yeah. I was gonna. I was thinking the face first ambulance, but sure. <laughs> oh, that's weird. <laughs> <good. laughs> Thirty hit points or less, or it's free. <laughs> as, as you're flying, do you go wee woo wee woo wee woo? T. Source twenty, twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Twenty-eight plus four is thirty-two. Thirty-two positive damage. <laughs> All right, you land face first on the side of this thing, uh, and from your mouth, because I assume you're still in teeth casting mode, which <laughs> yep. is a phrase that I hate. <laughs> <laughs> um, you you sublime away another sizable chunk of the nucleus, and it like it's functionally like you're giving it a cavity. Yeah. Okay. How are your teeth doing? It's They're so positively he's, radiant. He's <laughs> no! Power no! <laughs> Get out. <laughs> and we can stop for tonight now. <laughs> and that's all, folks. Uh, if you never hear from us again, that's because Joe is in prison for killing Kale. <laughs> I'm sure they let me record from in, <laughs> from the inside. <laughs> oh, okay. Your turn's over. 
<laughs> I'm done. Terran jugs. Terran jugs. Sorry, uh, I'm just lost in thought about how I'm everything that just happened there. Yeah. So, uh, Ched is still flattened by this thing. So I am going to uh, kick up to full speed here and sort of slide wiggle my way in so I can apply wind from not directly underneath, but as close to underneath as I can get. And uh, to reposition the wind for doing that. And while I'm down here, I might as well cast Shock and Grasp on this thing. Okay. Go for uh, it. So I rub my hands together and then blap. And that is a low number. Thanks, Dice. 14 to hit. Nope. All right. Yeah, it turns out bone's not very conductive. It's true. If it was those smaller little ear bones, it, it would be, but... Uh, that brings us to Ched, who is pinned. So earlier, you described the amount of pressure I was feeling. Yes. At about 1,000 pounds. How does the current pressure compare? It's not great. Am I... Okay. Does it feel better or worse? Wait. Yes. I thought Alan was going to say something. Oh, sorry. I didn't know if you were telling me. Wait, I said, so what I did, what effect did that have for Chad? Any, that, I guess that's what I was... Because that was the intention, was to help him somehow. But Chad is... is... Not it's not a great situation for him. He like if he's not gotten out of there, there's gonna be like broken bones in the lower torso and down further. Well, uh, yeah. maybe so, the maybe the wind will save him next round. I'm either gonna try and uh, erase some of these. You, you described them earlier as kind of like dissipating, right? When they were hit with positive energy. Yeah. Okay, so I'm hit. I'm touching like a bunch of bones right now, right? Yeah, it is literally impossible for you not to. Uh, and I'm also there's more five feet to the side of me and five feet above me. Yes. Okay, so then even if I were to raise some, I don't think that I would be able to get out. You could make a little cavity um, for yourself to hide in. Maybe if I had uh, stone shape. Um, or meld into stone. That'd be great. Didn't didn't prep that. Didn't think I was going to be pinned um, against a stone wall. But uh, you know, I could just heal myself and keep <laughs> keep Would taking this out down there. Keep taking this here damage. Um, either that, or I break concentration and try and cast Thunder Wave and push it away from me. But if I if it succeeds on its con save, then um, I'm still pinned, and I don't have stone skin. We'll see. Let's see. Um, you know, I'm going to throw down my... Um, does everybody still have temporary hit points? I still have some. If you need it, you need it. I mean, I would be giving you guys 14. It's just like, how many times can you do that per day? Uh... I think once, or and then after a short rest. Oh, oh! If it's short rest, okay. Yeah, I will remind you that this is literally the first encounter you've had here in the vaults. That's yeah. why I'm not using a level five spell yet. Well, 
That sucks, man. All right, well, I'm I'm gonna pass. Okay. That brings us back around to Falrock. Well, I'm gonna try to jump again. Gotta get back up there. I'm trying to help. Uh, that is a fifteen. Uh, yeah, fifteen will will get you a jump. Okay. Major jumps. Uh, then I'm gonna bring out the warhammer and try to knock this thing off of Ched and away from my companions. If okay. that is a possible direction. Yes. Okay. That's going to take a really high attack to actually move it. Because again, it is 15 feet in diameter. Right. It's big, but I gotta try, right? Sure. Uh, so a 12 and an 18. Um, 18 will hit. Okay. Good enough for right now. Oh, wait, I was using both hands. Right. Larger dice. Versatile weapon. Uh, that will be 15 damage. That's pretty tasty. Yeah, so you, you bring the hammer down and you don't affect any movement but you like there is a, a crack and a spider web of smaller um cracks fr- from where you struck it awesome uh okay. also it looked really cool well Does... it it's the the plus one warhammer of the donkeys so yes and you started <laughs> it with a 15 foot high like standing jump just just another day in the life just just living. Just just, just rock things. <laughs> Alright. Leyland. He's dead. He's dead. Leyland's dead. Dead Jim. I suspect he probably had to go No, I'm I'm here. I, okay. I forgot I was muted. Good job. What's the uh what's the rune looking like now? Um Desmond and Falrock are both kind of on the bone creature, which is um, a challenging thing, but they're they're hanging in there mostly because there are bones that the, like it, there's no lack of handholds. Um, Ched is currently being ground to a fine paste, and yeah. Terrajux is floating out somewhere in the room. I'm no, I'm kind of nestled in there deep because I want to like I want to use the gust of wind as a, a carjack to lift this thing off Ched. Yeah. Okay. Well, while I appreciate setting the scene again, I was asking what the rune, the rune on the oh, bones the ru- no, so yeah. looks like. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. Uh, you managed to blast away one rune, but as I mentioned earlier, there are many runes inscribed on the central bones of this creature that, again, uh, it looks like somebody took the the interior of a hundred grandfather clocks and started just mashing them all together. Um, it, it's really messy in there. But you have a much better view of that now because of uh, Desmond uh, basically just evaporating a fairly sizable chunk. Okay. Uh, well, probably want to try to get as many of them as possible at a time. So I'm going to... Uh, target two different ones with my uh, hand crossbows. So, okay. Ha, crit. Hey. Hey. Um. So, 
that's one. What was your other attack? Oh, that's only eight. well, that's seventeen. Seventeen will not hit. Okay. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and roll damage for the crit. So that's what max plus another. I forget. Yeah. So you max, uh, max dice, and then you roll normally. Okay. That's a total of eighteen. Okay. And are these like special air bolts or just a normal? No, I don't. I don't. I didn't want to take the risk with Desmond and <laughs> Fall Rock on the thing. So no, it's just a regular arrow. Okay. Uh, you managed to shatter another one of the, um, another one of the bones that has a rune on it, and uh, all of the tentacles kind of twitch violently you are you are dropped from the one that you were suspended on and you are now falling slowly through the room oh crap um i forgot about that i know i forgot i was being held um haha <laughs> it's a shame that i uh, didn't finish describing the room again yeah really um is there anything for me to try to grab? You can make a dexterity saving throw to attempt to catch a floating platform. That'd be great. 16. Okay. So you drift down um, past a, a hunk of stone and uh, you manage to grab onto it and climb up. Okay. And that's it. Okay. Uh, it is now the the skeletal abomination. Um, DC sixteen strength save. Okay. It got a fifteen, so it is. It is thrown fifteen feet up into the air. It is lifted slightly. Fifteen feet. <laughs> I. I don't know that your wind is strong enough to lift half a ton of bones. It's very strong wind. We'll compromise and say seven and a half. As long as Ched is not being liquefied. No, like you definitely <laughs> generate enough pressure to give Ched space to wiggle out. <laughs> as long as he's not being subjected to the necromantic hydraulic press. Yes. All right. I'll allow it. Great. <laughs> um, I, I put my all into it and it shifts up slightly like, meh, okay. <laughs> I'm not really feeling it. We're underground. You know how it goes. Uh, two of its bony appendages uh, it puts like on its upper surface and sweeps them back in an effort to dislodge the people that are currently attached to it. So I'll need um, dexterity saves from Desmond and Falrock. Dexterity. That's easy. 16. Uh, that's only an 11. Uh, you're both fine. It's very... Think think about uh, the little jumping minigame in Fall Guys, where the it's the spinning bars. Oh, <laughs> I routinely fall on those. Yeah, but you don't this time. Well, it, that's because no one's grabbing you and holding you into the spinning pylon, so... Yeah, I do have that luxury. Uh, the other four tentacles are going to attempt to, uh, get a hold of Terrajux and stop the wind. Oh. 
That's the thing, baby. You can't stop the wind. Uh, only two of them hit, which oh. is... I'm, you, you'll be fine, I'm sure. Oof, ouch. My bones. Uh, so you will be taking 22 damage. Uh, is that in two instances or one big it's, gulp? Uh, 12 and 10. Okay. And uh, then you'll need to make the strength saving throw. Yep. Okay. Uh, and then... Okay. Alright. And then the strength save... I got a 17. That's fine. You are not Velcroed. Okay. Uh, then it is Desmond's turn. Is there enough room in this cavity for me to sit in it? Yes. Okay. Then I would like to... I would like to cast Magic Missile at the first level and just start effing things up. Trying to bust a hole through to the other side. Okay. Go ahead and roll your damage. Uh, four, six, nine, twelve total. Alright, yeah. You managed to... Uh, kind of blast away some of the, and I will say that like once you get a couple feet further in, it's it's whirring, but like you would essentially be feeding yourself into a meat grinder if you try to keep going before clearing. Oh, okay. Bones. Like the the movement of the bones is just too much. Yeah, but you like okay. you're you're fine where you're standing, kind of just on the inside. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you do you do blast away like several several chunks of bone as they wore away in the interior. Well, then I will sit here and repeat next time. Excellent. Terajux. Hello. Um, Alright, so I got this thing a little bit out. I'm going to grab Ched and leave. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just basically, like, he's... Um, He's a big bird. He knows how to fly. So I just kind of like throw him out into the void and uh, it'll work itself out. And then I'm also going to move uh, a little further back, keeping the wind cannon mostly aligned at this thing. And I think it's due for some frostbite. So I will need a constitution saving throw from this bony boy. Um. Uh... 11. Okay. That's fantastic. I was not expecting that to hit. <laughs> uh, he's going to take a resounding seven cold damage Oof. and has disadvantage on the next weapon attack roll it makes before the end of its next turn. I don't know if it's acupuncture kit counts as a weapon, but if it does <laughs> disadvantage. Good to know. And I end my turn uh, after like I've moved Let's say 40 feet away. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ched, Terajux momentarily blasts you with hurricane force winds, and you are pushed, dislodged. You are dislodged <laughs> from beneath this thing, and as soon as you like leave contact with the platform, you just start kind of gently drifting away. So how, I mean, how tall is the ceiling in this room? There isn't a ceiling in this there room. There isn't one. Okay. So it's all void. Yes. Right. Okay. Mostly void, partly stars. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly void. 
Uh, okay, so I'm free. Free at last. 10,000 years. More um, like, I mean, 30 tops. I, it, it was like 18 seconds. <laughs> yeah, but it felt like 10,000 years. Each pound of pressure, man. Yeah. Each pound of pressure was a year. And then some. Okay, so I'm going to cast... Um, let's see. Now that I'm not pinned up against this wall... That's not going to happen again, right? Because there's, there's, the only wall is the wall that we came in around, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Chad's, a, Chad's a little scared of that happening again. Um, so he's... He'll cast Shillelagh, um, fly down about, I mean, however far I am. It's got to be like, what, 10, 15 feet at most? Mm -hmm. So basically just kind of drop down a little bit. And then do an overhead slam with this uh, Staff of the Woodlands. Yes. Let's see here. Nice. I, get, I, get a, I get a bonus here. To all my attack and damage rolls made with it on top of the shillelagh bonus. 15 plus, let's see, I get to use my wisdom. It's it's like a 30 or more. That will hit, yes. Okay. Um, 12 bludgeoning. All right. You bring it down with a similar effect to Falrock's Warhammer in that you manage to leave a, a web of cracks on the surface of the bone. All right. And with that, I'm done. Okay, Falrock, it's your turn. Uh, yeah. Gonna, I'm gonna hit it with a hammer. Okay. Uh, that is a 14 and a 22. 22 will hit. And that's another 15 damage. Boom. Okay. Um... You you crack the carapace a uh, second time. It's pretty like you can see the the whirling interior through the cracks. Should make that a pretty easy target. Mm -hmm. Thumbs up. Just like we need to get a bunch of ball bearings so we can just throw them into mechanisms like that. Just just jam it up with random crap. I'm thinking about freezing it. I think that's tasteful. Layla, it is your turn. I don't. So, because I'm kind of below it now, do I actually have a shot even from where I am right now since I fell a little bit? Um. Yeah, you probably still would. I mean, Desmond okay. put a pretty big cavity in there. The one thing you might want to consider is that Desmond is currently inside that cavity. Yeah. Well, I yell up to uh, Des. Well, all of them, I guess, and just like, hey, look for the look for the runes on. It seems to have an effect when you when you knock them off. Um, so I tell that to everyone, and then I'm gonna try to get up onto the plat platform with them as well. So I guess I will make a couple what acrobatics checks, or do they need to be strength? Um, if you're jumping up, it's strength. Anything else, you can use acrobatics. Uh, well, I guess I gotta use strength then. Fourteen. That's fine. Okay. So am I on the platform now? Yes. 
All which right. is good well, because then I'm gonna... you turn around and see that the platform uh, that you just left uh, has turned into a glob of acid. Well, that's glad glad I made the right decision there. Um, well, then I'm going to pull out my shiny new uh, plus one rapiers and just start bludgeoning this thing with them. So... Uh, first roll is a 28. That is it. Uh, second roll is a 17. That will not. Okay. 1d8. That's uh, uh, 10 damage. Are you targeting anything specific, or are you just trying to stab the skeleton? Uh, I'm trying to... I'm, are any of the runes still visible that I can like can I see them like since there's that cavity or whatever if you're not also smacking Desmond if you're not actually in the cavity they're very difficult to spot from the exterior if you are then you okay. could probably reach one then I'm gonna go okay well then I'm gonna go for one of the appendages okay that it's like yeah so noted um then it is Boney Jones' turn, and it's uh, it will just let go. It'll launch itself backwards off of the platform containing Chad and start to free fall uh, towards the bottom of the room. Does it succeed on the strength saving throw? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, yeah, so it, it kind of launches itself out of the wind tunnel and uh, starts heading down, taking everybody currently perched upon it for the ride. Desmond, it is your turn. You are... Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Uh, since, you, I... since you came in on glad, the back, you glad are Glad I didn't jump on it. <laughs> uh, the cavity that you are, you are in is, like... The, the main body of the creature is above you, and you, like, the bottom of the cavity is facing into the abyss beneath. Oh. And uh, the, the pressure of wind blowing in is pushing you up towards the meat grinder of its interior. Oh, so I need to make a strength check to not get meat ground? You're fine this turn, but if you stay in here much longer, you are going to be turned into chicken nuggets oh i just realized featherfall doesn't specify willing no i probably should have done that (laughs) (laughs) can i climb can i climb the exterior of it to get around yeah you can you first you have to climb out of the cavity and then you can climb up on the exterior okay then i'd like to climb out of the cavity then okay uh, go ahead and make a strength check to just make sure that you're able to pull yourself out against the force of the wind. Uh, total of 18. That's fine, yeah. So you, you exit the cavity and you are now uh, sort of being pushed up the side of this thing. I'm going to keep going if you let me, but otherwise I'll just... That's fine, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, just double move. All right. That is a critical success. <laughs> Excellent. Hey! And that brings us around to Terrajux. All right, so this thing is plunging into the void. Everybody is stationed aboard in various situations. Um, 
I I feel a little uh, a little left out that I didn't get to join the freefall party. So. Oh, I'm not there. <laughs> well, we'll figure it out. I'm gonna go ahead and plunge down towards this thing, and uh, I don't know. I feel like frostbite worked out okay. Um, let me check something on this. Uh, nope. All right. If I could make radiant damage with chromatic orb, I would do that, but it can't. So, uh, can I get another con save from Mr. Bones? He fails. All right. That is five cold damage. And I'm, I'm just sort of falling along with the rest of the group, waving my hands wildly, trying uh -huh. to figure out what the plan is here because. <laughs> I, I see a bunch of people scampering around on this nucleus of bone like a jungle gym, but I haven't heard a lot of, like, strategizing here. <laughs> but still, you, you end your turn feeling warm and fuzzy inside because now you're included. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel better now that I'm in the pandemonium. You like, watching it from the outside, I feel uncomfortable. But... You definitely did hear Leyland say to target the runes on the inside. I keep hearing a lot of hubbub about these runes, but I've never seen one. Uh, <laughs> all right, Chad, it's your turn. Um, I'm going to dive bomb and try and catch up to this I cast Featherfall on Chad. Massive bone. <laughs> You're going to do what? Uh, dive bomb and try and catch up with the abomination. Okay, done. The rest of the party. It's Can not, I reach like, them? It didn't go turn? very far yet. Okay. Um... I assume that I could fall faster if I wanted to. Yes. So, I don't know that, that Ched would have heard the hubbub about the rune. Yeah, no, Leyland Leon was loud enough for everybody to hear. That. Oh, he was? Yeah. Yeah, I, okay. I yelled it out. So, so. then, Ched's going to dive bomb looking for the open cavity. It's on the bottom. So, Okay. Does he have enough movement to get there and figure that out? Yeah. And still be able to... Okay. Well, I've got a pretty good view of this thing, but I don't think that I have any good spells prepared for this. So, how how deep is the cavity? Could I, like, jam my quarterstaff in there and attempt to bash at it? Large enough for people to sit in. Yeah, the cavity is the like Desmond was sitting in the cavity previously. Okay, so can I reach the runes or not? Uh, there is a With layer a of rapidly moving sharp bone inside. A wood chipper. Yes, but for people. Well, this is. I don't want to. <laughs> I want to ruin my staff. I just got it. Uh, but it's, it's shillelified, you know, yeah, it's shillelied. Shillelied on it. <laughs> it, it already is. Um, I don't know if that would prevent it from getting, uh, destroyed by the wood chipper, but Only one way to find out, I don't want to find out though. So instead I'm going to, um, I'm going to produce flame and throw one inside. Okay. Are you aiming at a rune in particular, or are you just tossing? Um, I mean, I'm I'm aiming at whatever runes I can see, because um, I know that they're constantly coming in and out of view. Yes. Right. Um, so I'll I'll aim for he'll Chad will aim for one that he can see. Um, but the uh, 
unless they unless he can distinguish between ones that are important ones that aren't it's it's not gonna he's just picking one at random if that's what you're asking go ahead and make your attack roll okay uh that's a nat one cool yeah uh hmm how do i want to manage this Uh, while you are while you are lining up your shot, um, you uh, experience a spasm of pain from where from where a half ton bone monster was like lying on you previously, um, and this this causes you to kind of get scooped up into the cavity yourself, and you are fast approaching the the meat grinder layer. There's just this noise and a bunch of feathers go coughing <laughs> out the other end. <sighs> um, Falrock, it is your turn. All right. Uh, well, so I was positioned next to the cavity, but not inside of it, right? Yes. Cool. So being on the outer shell, also not wanting to toss a perfectly good plus one warhammer into the wood chipper of bones. Uh, I'm instead going to aim for the runes behind it and blast it twice. Okay. Uh, and that is, I'm oh, sorry. Move away from my character sheet. A 22 and a 24. Those will both hit. Uh, six damage, five damage. Right. eleven. You managed to score off two additional runes, and uh, the entire superstructure of the creature shudders. Um, a couple of the tentacles seem to go limp, and the uh, sort of interior bone machinery slows down. <gasps> Excellent. <sighs> then for my bonus action... I'm going to be spending two key points uh, to use Searing Arc Strike and cast Burning Hands into the cavity. Okay. So the runes and everything inside gets a dexterity saving throw? I'm going to go ahead and say that they fail since they are <laughs> immobile objects. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that is 16 damage. Whew. Yeah, you you managed to blast off uh, a lot of interior real estate there. Just uh, score them from the surface of the bone. And the uh, forces that were holding this creature together uh, suddenly cease. And now, um, the I guess everybody except Leyland is currently in free fall with a large number of bones. Wee! That Good are job, guys. Slowly drifting <laughs> away from each other. Uh, yeah, is there any kind of like uh, platforms nearby, or have we gone below all of those? Um, I have enough water pressure to save myself. <laughs> that depends <laughs> on anybody else. Okay. I cast Featherfall on everybody who is currently falling. All right. Uh, so you, you slow okay. down. I just need a place to land. And we'll there are there. indeed uh, platforms that you can navigate to. And you find that once Featherfall has been cast on you, you can kind of like 
gently propel yourself in a given direction. <laughs> oh, Picturing okay. like uh, Willy Wonka, yes, uh, Charlie fizzy and his, his grandpa. It's exactly the, like the yeah. fizzy lifting drinks. All right, yeah. no perfect, guys. So I've got, um, I've still got gust of wind running, and I have gust the cantrip. So I'm gonna <laughs> sort of, just gonna... I'm just gonna like swoop around, gently hurting people up towards the exit. <laughs> you got like a leaf blower pushing yeah, everybody. I'm just gonna leaf blower, I'm just spraying <laughs> adventurers around. And uh, you all managed to land on various platforms, and uh, I'll say that you are able to make your way to ones that are reasonably stable. All right, then. Feeling all right, Chad, or do we need to... Um, I might take some hit hit dice, yeah. We need to rest. Yeah. Get to stable ground on the other side, and let's take a breather. I only oh. used uh, one spell. <laughs> that's something. It's uh, that's not bad. I I burned all of my almost all of my high level stuff, so we need to take a rest. <laughs> <laughs> Oof! And that was the first thing down here yep. we don't usually get to fight so i just was like oh, i'm just gonna throw everything at it yeah uh, <laughs> you've only got what uh seven more floors and then the extra planar stuff yeah yeah all right fine if desmond's gonna blow all his spell slots i'm gonna blow all mine on the next thing we see good i don't want to go to bed with spells one of these levels is gonna be a bed level and we're all gonna get to sleep <laughs> <laughs> you wish uh, either way, I, that's where we're going to stop for for this uh, this episode. It was a little on the longer side, uh, but that's fine because it's combat and we had lots of dice rolling and we played some uh, the the other half of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, um, the dungeon, not the dragon, though. Yeah. Uh, so, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I've been Joe, your Dungeon Master for The Alchemist Club. If you wish to get in touch with us, you can do so at thealchemistclub88 at gmail.com or thealchemistsclub88 at gmail.com. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. And our Twitter handle is at alchemist underscore club. Please do get in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Uh, Tell your friends about the exciting Alchemist Club D&D podcast. Uh, our intrepid uh, bone shakers today were... Daniel playing Ched Fleek, who had a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, K-Hall playing Desmond, the mouth of the party. I mean, the life of the party. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Zach, and I play Paul Rock. I'm Matt, and I play Leolin. I'm Waffle, and I'm in my element. (laughs) (laughs) For now. Thanks for joining us. Turn into Eric Cochran Nuggies.